Woohoo! Welcome back to episode four of the Social Hub podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because I'm interviewing not only an expert in her field, but one of my nearest and dearest best business buddies. And it's about a topic that is absolutely near and dear to my heart. It is a marketing growth tool that has really helped me grow my business from ground zero to fully booked in less than 12 months to grow some amazing business connections and get my business off the ground faster than if I hadn't used this method. And I am talking about collaboration. Now, collaboration isn't something that you should just do for collaboration's sake. There is always a strategy behind it. So my interview today is with Nat from the Collab Hub. And if you want to start using collaboration to grow your business and enhance your marketing, then get stuck into it because this is the episode for you. You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of the Social Hub podcast. Today I have got a guest speaker that is very near and dear to my heart. She is a lady that I have known since I pretty much started my business, was actually one of my first clients. And now we've become pretty much best business buddies. (laughs) And it's really been a nice friendship that we've developed over the time. And I'm really excited to introduce her to you. Her name's Nat. And she has a business called the Collab Hub, which is all about collaboration. And I am a huge believer that collaboration, particularly for small businesses that are just getting started, is a really powerful tool that is often underutilized because people don't know how to maximize it to its full potential, don't set up any strategies that can be put in place to make sure that you're getting the most out of your collaborations and sometimes just don't even know where to start or even how to approach people. So I was really thrilled when Nat came to me and said that she was had this little hatchling of an idea of a business that she wanted to, to start and I was like, yes, this is exactly what people need. So Without going into any more detail, I'm going to hand it over to Nat. And if you could just tell us, Nat, um, a little bit about yourself, your business, what the Collab Hub is, and some interesting stuff about you. Thanks for having me, Stace. I'm very excited to be here. Um, As you said, we've known each other, well, well over a year now. Yeah. So I guess that's a pretty good place to start because we actually got to know each other through my first business, which is Soda Pop. Um, at the time it was hens party accessories and I had started doing these bridal jackets and now Soda Pop is just bridal jackets. So that's where collaboration became a bit of a thing for me or that was my introduction to collaboration 
um, which led into the Colab Hub. So um, the Colab Hub in a nutshell is, it's a membership group and it's a place for like small businesses, brands, freelancers, venue owners, events, content creators, like anyone in that sort of space to post and respond to collaboration opportunities. So at the moment we use a private Facebook group where people can do posts on collaborations they're looking to do and then others in the group can respond and say they're keen to jump on board. So that's in a nutshell. Yeah, cool. And I remember when you came to me and told me the concept and I was like, this is amazing because I don't know about anyone else listening out there, but I know it was true for me and I know it was true for you, Nat, that you go into a Facebook group and you'd put up a post about a potential collaboration and you'd have like a hundred comments on this one post and you'd be trying to sift through those that were genuinely wanting to collaborate and then some that were trying to pitch to you something they could sell you. And it became really frustrating to try and put a collaboration into play, into play really easily. Yeah, definitely. And there was the other side of it where you would go into a Facebook group, which is what I was finding, and you'd put up a collaboration post and it would either get taken down because it didn't fit with the rules of that particular group or sometimes I'd just get no response whatsoever, even though there was tens of thousands of people in a group who were all business people. So it seemed like there just wasn't a like place that was specific to collaboration posts um, where everyone who was in that group was there to collaborate. So that was sort of the, the key trigger for me because I get frustrated and impatient quickly. So I thought it's got to be easier than this. We need just one place. I know there's so many businesses who are looking to collaborate um, and they maybe also don't know where to begin or how to go about it or whatever. So we really need something that caters to that. Yeah, absolutely. So can you share with us why you particularly are so passionate about collaboration? I know you've touched on it a little bit. And then what are some of the key benefits that you feel collaboration has for a small business? Yeah, so I guess I became passionate about collaboration because I saw it through my first business, Soda Pop, and I was watching other businesses online and realising you know, everyone's starting to do lots of things online together. And those seem to be the brands that really skyrocket as opposed to brands that um, stick to kind of more old school methods where, you know, you're just posting about your product, you're just posting about your service, you're not really using stories, you're not really um, creating any kind of community. Those ones weren't seeming to get too far. So you know, you're seeing all these things like giveaways and um, things like this, like doing guest speaking or guest podcasts or whatever, showing up on other people's pages. And it was really exciting. And what I also realised was that this is free. Like, doesn't cost any money to do this. And it's such a powerful way of getting your brand in front of another audience that you just could not pay to be in front of. Like there's no way to choose that audience, you know, for so-and-so's brand and be like, I want to get in front of them. You can't pay to do that. So this was the best way that I could see to get in front of people with no budget uh, for marketing or anything else yeah. and, and get them to see my stuff. 
And that's the thing is that so many small businesses when they're getting started don't have a marketing budget and the marketing budget they do have is usually relatively small. So being able to get seen and get more eyes on your product or your service or who you are, one of the best ways to do that is put yourself in front of somebody else's community or somebody else's audience. And, you know, having that obviously be someone that's going to be a a well strategically placed collaboration is going to help you grow even faster. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't didn't actually say any key benefits, but uh, (laughs) um, going back to your question, I think, yeah, apart from even the money side of things, um, you know, if you've got no budget, like, I think the key benefit is that collaboration is not paid advertising and people aren't immune to it. So they don't instantly switch off because it's got a a storytelling element and an entertainment value because they kind of see this thing come together. Um, I think that's also really, really powerful on social media as well, which is why brands are using, you know, influencers and that sort of thing, because essentially they create a story around a product. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing is we're becoming so dis de- sorry, we're becoming so desensitized to ads. And, you know, the average consumer can tell now when a post that gets thrown at them on their feed is an ad that somebody has paid for. They can they can see that a mile away. Whereas a collaboration, like you said, it's got a story behind it. There's a couple of key points of interest for them as well. So they're they're a bit more peaked and a bit more interested to look further into what those two or three or four businesses have put together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's got like, there's so many benefits like, or just great things about it that you just don't get through traditional marketing that I just love personally. Yeah. Same. One of the, the things for me, the key things for me is the relationships that you form as well with the people that you work with. Yeah. And how powerful that can be. I know that a lot of the really good collaborations that I've done have, and some of them have even just been relatively small too. Like I've rocked up to provide some support to somebody at one of their events and give a few bits of tidbits of my two cents worth, I guess, about what I think how social media relates to that or answer a social media question. And then they've turned into really good referral sources. So you know, it doesn't have to be a, a massive collaboration either, like a massive big photo shoot or something like that. It could be something relatively small that can have a massive flow on effect and the relationships you form from that, which are really powerful too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good point actually, because even when I was starting the Kayla Pub and, and you took part in this, I did the case studies, which I used as a freebie to get people on the mailing list. And that was case studies of like businesses and freelancers and, and brands who had done collaborations and how they'd gone. And those people, I think I got like three members out of the six that did it. So even that something so small where they, I just asked if they wanted to give their story um, and I would put it into this case study, like even that built relationships. And then now I'm working with, Mel from Bonbo, which is the marketing and strategy agency. She was one of the case study people. Now I'm working with her. So you just don't know. And that relationship that goes on and on and on is is the most valuable kind, surely. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the mistakes that you see people making with collaborations? I think that 
some of the people listening will probably identify with this if they've tried to and maybe felt like it didn't work. Yeah. So I think the thing with the with collaboration is that there are no rules and that in itself causes, you know, a lot of panic. Yeah. Um because you can really do anything. So I think if you don't have any experience in marketing or business, that's where people tend to get a little bit lost and maybe not knowing how to go about it or how to choose the right collaboration or even just how to pull it off sort of thing. So I think probably the two places where people get the most lost are aligning their collaborations with their actual business and marketing goals, which sounds like really complicated, but really that just means making sure the collaborations that you choose to do are reaching the right audience. So people who might actually be interested in what you do and sending the right message about your brand really. I've seen a few people who, or especially young businesses, who sort of get excited about doing a collaboration and jump on board with something, but haven't really thought about, does this actually have value for what I'm trying to achieve right now? So that's probably the first one. And then I think the other one that trips people up a bit is not being able to unpack the value of a collab. So, for example, somebody comes to you with a collaboration idea, you need to be able to figure out what the value is for your business without getting hung up on things like, oh, I'm providing this free thing, I need to get X, Y, Z back. It's about being able to look a bit deeper and see what kind of value you could potentially get or what kind of value you're not going to get at all. Um, just being able to, to figure it out really. And I think that comes with a bit of maybe marketing and business experience as well. So those are probably the two big ones. So not being able to align collaborations with their current business goals or marketing goals and not being able to unpack the value of a collaboration. Yeah, I 100% agree. I touch on collaboration in my premium program and in my community of people in there. And one of the things I say is collaboration for collaboration's sake is not always going to be the best option and like collaboration or exposure for exposure's sake is not always going to be something that's going to work for you that like anything in business it's got to be strategic there's got to be a reason behind it and um, you need to be looking at the audience that you're going to get in front of that the value exchange doesn't necessarily always equate to a dollar value either. Yeah. Um, sometimes the exposure is going to be worth the thousand dollars of product or whatever that you put up. Sometimes, you know, maybe it doesn't actually physically cost you anything and that other person is getting a whole bunch of value from it, but you're getting, you know, you might get a bit of exposure or something from it. So there's not always a monetary value behind it there, but it does need to be strategic and you need to be prepared to accept that outcome. So if the outcome is just exposure, then you accept that outcome as being the outcome. If the outcome is going to be that, you know, you might end up with a few sales from it, then what, how much is it going to be worthwhile to you? How many would you like to see? Um, And be okay with that outcome before you get stuck into it so that you, your expectations are met, you're not disappointed and that it's a clear relationship from the start. Yeah. And that's a really good point. And it's actually something that I spoke to 
someone I did a one-to-one with recently, um, they sent through, we did a big strategy session and one of the things I suggested that they do is offer a product as a um, door prize for an event. And then they sent through the pitch that they had sent to the event organisers. And what I saw was that they'd then gone, like, you know, the goal of this was just to get brand exposure, nothing more. But then they'd gone a little bit higher and said, oh, but I want to get emails out of it too. And, and I sort of came back and said, look, you've, I think you've gone too far with this one because your goal here is just to get people to see your brand at this event and align it with this type of thing. It's not about getting lead generation. That's another goal and you're not providing enough value to get that at this stage in this collaboration. So I wouldn't ask for it. Um, So that expectation is a really big one. And it's hard because with a collaboration, there's no obvious way of measuring what's going to come out of it. It's not trackable in the way that a Facebook ad is. And again, I think, you know, if if you're not able to unpack the value yourself, then you're, you're going to potentially be disappointed because you won't be able to see the long-term value that will come out of it or the weird kind of random value that you're, you're not expecting. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just recently asked to put up a lucky door prize myself for an event. And the event was actually a launch of a magazine that I was given a full page spread in for free. So of course I gave up a really good prize as a part of it. Like it was access to a premium program, which I wouldn't normally give up as a a prize or a lucky door prize if I hadn't had that initial return back already. And because I had that full page spread and I already had, you know, massive opportunity for exposure and it was in a, a area that I really hadn't tapped into yet either. So having that, capability to have more eyes on me in another local area for me was priceless. So I was more than happy to put forward a a premium product as a lucky door prize. And also to the amount of people at the launch event, there was a couple of hundred people there. So they were hearing my business name. They were hearing what the prize was, what it was all about. And you know, that piques interest as well, because then they can go back to the magazine that they were given that night and go, oh, this is that girl this is her program, I might contact her. I can't quantify it, but to me, that was a really great value exchange. Yeah, definitely. And like, you've just pretty much done what you would do to unpack the value, which is like, you essentially dot point all the potential, you know, lead generation opportunities. So you've got the ad in the magazine, you've got the actual prize itself generating a buzz, you've got all the people at the launch who are going to have eyes on your business. Like that's the way you unpack unpack the value without actually being able to quantify what's going to come out of it. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. But um, on the converse side, can you share some examples or an example of a collaboration that you were a part of or even help facilitate through the Collab Hub that the audience would benefit from hearing? Yeah, there's probably a couple that I'll talk about. So the first one I'll talk about is what I did to kickstart the collaborations with Soda Pop, so my custom bridal jackets business. I wanted to do a giveaway, which is probably one of the more obvious collaborations you can do, and it's geared pretty much entirely towards social media, especially Instagram. 
So I wanted to get in front of a, a wallet out audience in the wedding planning, you know, time of their life. So brides who were planning their wedding right now. So I reached out to an Instagram account who do, at the time they were called Bride on a Budget and she's just changed her name now to Own Your Day, I think. And I reached out to her on Instagram. She had, I think, like 20,000 followers, an Australian-based page. So I knew that her most of her audience would be local. I'd been watching her for a little while and we had a similar kind of low-key vibe about our businesses, not too overly feminine, but just sort of like a cool, trendy vibe, which I really wanted to tap into. So I reached out to her to see if she wanted to do a social media giveaway and I would give away a jacket as a prize. So I was the one giving the, you know, the monetary value away with a jacket and she would get like a, a great fun thing for her audience to do out of it. So she housed the giveaway on her actual Instagram. So that's where people could enter. And we both promoted it for about a week and we had like 700 entries, which is massive, I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, awesome. Time, In a week, that's yeah, great. And I only had like 400 followers at this time. So I also obviously grew by a lot of followers because it was the tag and follow format. So you yeah. have to follow both um, pages and tag a friend. So I think I ended up with about 680 followers by the end of it, which, you know, when you go from 450 to 680, I don't know what that's like 20%, I don't know, <laughs> 30% increase. Yeah. So that's massive. And those people never left. They didn't unfollow afterwards. And a lot of them went on to buy because I had been watching who was there. I actually knew, you know, who they were when they then purchased months down the line. So yeah. that's a really simple format. Uh, that you actually can kind of track who then goes on to purchase because you can see who the entrants are on the, on the post. thing I love about that, and I say this all the time to my audience and my clients, is that is a perfect example of like-minded businesses that were non-competing but had the same client. So you went and found someone who had a similar way about the way she ran her business to you. So by rights, her clients should be the same type that you want to attract. Definitely. So when you've attracted those people, they've stayed instead of just partnered up with someone, maybe another bridal business that wasn't as low key as you or might've been a bit more formal. You might've attracted some followers just to be a part of the giveaway, but they might not have stayed. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and even beyond that, I like to work with people who I and brands that I like and yes. and that's where you end up getting a really long-term relationship because that business so bright on a, on a budget or own your day as they're called now are part of the Kailab hub because yes. she enjoyed working with me as well so it's that long-term relationship building that comes out of that like-mindedness I think as well yeah 100% yeah so going back to maybe a bigger collaboration or something that's come out of the collab hub we were actually organizing a photo shoot for soda pop so the bridal jackets and i was doing this in collaboration with one of my old housemates who happens to be a photographer um, and she focuses on families and weddings so she approached me to do a photo shoot because she was looking to get more clients and do this more like start segueing into doing photography full-time 
or more intensely as a side gig to her full-time job. So that ended up leading into one of the biggest collaborations ever when we decided that we would make a whole bridal shoot and just recreate a wedding out of it and get all of the businesses involved that would come together normally to create a wedding. So we had like 17 businesses involved in this big collaboration bridal shoot. Um, and that, you know, there was the cocktail bar, the grazing table, the bridal gown, the hair and makeup, stationery, the venue, like, and on and on and on, the florists. And that was a massive one because what was great about that, there was so much value to come out of it because every single brand was posting about one another on the day and just flat out posting story after story. So it was creating this huge buzz and then we we're all getting followed by everyone else's followers. And then we also would get the professional photos out of it at the end to each use on our own business pages. So that's another level of value. And then also the photographer, so Cadence and Grace, who's my old housemate, submitted the photos to a wedding blog and they are now publishing the images. So everyone who's involved will now be published in a wedding magazine. So that's a massive amount of value from one collaboration. That's amazing. And that's a huge collaboration too. Yeah, all those. <laughs> <laughs> but the value out of all that work is massive. Definitely. And, and it was really nice out. to meet all of those people as well because everyone was just, again, it's, because I sort of only reached out to people who I thought would get along with everyone and really be like-minded. We've all kept in contact. We all are already referring each other to people we know who are looking for what they do. And it just will continue to go on in that sense. Yeah. And that's the flow on effect from a really good collaboration is the ongoing referrals and relationships that you build. Definitely. And it happened the other there. day, I was speaking to another brand and they were doing a photo shoot in Melbourne and she asked if I knew anyone who could do makeup. And I'd done a collaboration with a makeup artist for a soda pop shoot. And I was like, absolutely, check out Arva Beauty. She, she did our collaboration shoot a few weeks ago. She's great. So that referral thing comes up all the time because you're front of mind then and you've worked with them. So you already know that they're great. Yeah. And that's the other key thing with referrals is I believe you should be referring people that you can actually back up their product or service. Yeah. And because you've worked with them in a collaboration, it's a, a really good quality lead and a really good quality referral, which is great. Yeah, definitely. And I could send her a photo, you know, Oh, this yeah. is the work that she did. And she was like, bang, done. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So as a business owner, can you give some tips on what people should be looking for or doing or considering when trying to outline a potential collaboration they might want to do? Yeah. So I think going back to what we talked about before, it's really important to kind of take a step back before you even look for a collaboration and think about a couple of things. So most importantly, I think, is who is your target audience? Like if you don't know who you're trying to sell to, it's going to be very hard to choose the right brand or person to collaborate with. Absolutely. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because essentially you're just trying to get in front of their audience. That's always the case, pretty much. I can't think of any collaboration. Oh, there's a couple of types, but most collaborations, you're trying to reach an audience. Yeah. So if you don't know who you're trying to target, it's going to be really hard. So that's the first one. Who do you know would want your product? 
I think the second one is like, what are your current marketing goals? So I think your goals kind of change all the time, like depending on what stage of business you're in or, you know, if you've got a new product launching or anything like that. So knowing what you're currently trying to market is really important. So for example, if you're a new business, probably your current top goal is going to be brand awareness, like just getting the word out there that you exist. Yeah. So collaborations where you're probably going to be giving more money value, but in order to, so you might give something away or go and travel to be at some sort of show or something where you're presenting or whatever it is in order to get in front of audiences. That's like an example of how your marketing goals would relate to choosing collaborations. And then I think as we just talked about finding the right partner, because not all collaboration partners will be created equal at all. It's you need to find someone who you know is reliable and genuine or a brand. It doesn't have to be just one person. And you want to know that they have all of the things that you need. They have the right audience. So, you know, and that they're really engaged with their audience. They're constantly posting. They have stories every day and that they're not just going to like dine and dash on you and take your prize or whatever it is that you give and then you'll never hear from them again. So doing a bit of research really, having a proper conversation with potential collaboration partners is, is what I would do, what I do do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know for me in my first year of business, one of the biggest things I did as far as collaboration was I would go and speak at someone's event. So it was more eyes on me um, and they were always my target audience because it was obviously someone else in marketing or business or something like that. And yeah, I spent a lot of time, you know, traveling around, speaking for free, all that sort of stuff that, you know, now halfway through my second year of business, it's a little bit different. I am a bit more choosy and picky about the events that I will go and speak at. But in that first year, if I hadn't have done that, my growth and brand awareness wouldn't have got to where it was. And the amount of people that even if they were at that event that didn't buy from me, they would refer me. So the power of that was, um, yeah, was priceless for me at that time. Cause when you're starting a business from ground zero, you've got to go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And you yeah. have to be willing to put in, you know, that value in order to get something out of it. I think I do see, a few people who maybe are not as familiar with the concept get a bit funny about, oh, I would have to give this much away or put this much in and I don't really know what I'm getting back. That's right. (laughs) You really have to work hard, I think, in that first part of your business and collaborations especially. And then once the ball gets rolling and your name starts to get out there, the momentum just gathers and then you are able to step up into you know, more sophisticated collaborations with different goals and and that sort of thing and be a bit more picky about what you're doing, which is awesome. Yeah, 100%. Another thing I wanted to ask you to give some advice on to the audience is the concept of pitching. So if you've researched somebody that you would like to collaborate with, maybe you don't know them, you have to get in front of them and kind of pitch yourself to them as to why collaborating with you would be a valuable thing for you and for them to do. So can you give the audience a bit of an idea or a tip on how to pitch to somebody and some of the things to include in that pitch email or message? Yeah. 
So the word pitch, it's such a horrible, horrible word. Like I really I hate using it. Same. Sort of no other way of saying it. But, but it is what it is. It is what it is. You, <laughs> it doesn't have to be really complicated. I'm a really informal person. So you'll never see me send an email that sounds like I've just, I'm wearing a suit and I'm sitting in an office. That's just not how I roll. But I think what's important is that the message within your pitch or whatever you want to call it, is has a few key things and for me like my focus going into any pitch message is what is the value for them that has to be constantly at the forefront and pretty much the only thing you talk about in that initial email or dm or whatever it is so i actually do a lot of my pitching through dm like this is how low-key i am even when they ask for an email i'll start with dm and then if they don't respond i'll send them an email because yeah. I actually find that people don't really respond to their emails at all. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a little tip for you. No, I think that's an important point to bring up because yeah. I know a lot of people in business will say that you shouldn't send these sorts of messages via DM. But I think that in the day and age that we live in, we're all living on socials and it's one of the fastest and easiest ways to get in touch with someone and if they say to you yes that sounds interesting send me an email well then you can send them an email but if they would prefer to keep talking to you on dm then you can just keep going that way and it's a way to find like-minded people now obviously if you're someone that prefers email then go with that first but if you're not then a DM is perfectly acceptable. Well, that's it. And this is because I live, like my entire business life is basically on the Collab Hub DM. So that's just me and that's how I communicate. But obviously if I don't get a response, I'll then email or, or I offer to, I'll say, if you're interested, I'll send you more info via email. So here's an example of a message that I sent to a makeup artist that I was hoping would be involved in a collaboration photo shoot. So hi, (laughs) my name's Nat, I'm the owner of Soda Pop. I make custom personalized denim jackets for brides. So I told her what I did straight up, who I am, what I do. We're organizing a quick collab bridal shoot next Saturday in blah, 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 featuring one bride in a white dress and custom embellished jacket. And we're on the lookout for an MUAs or makeup artists who can do a really low-key natural glam. So I tell her exactly essentially what I'm about to ask her for and try and keep it super brief. And then I be really nice to her in the next bit. I came across your page and I really like your more natural style. And I thought I would reach out to see if you're interested in doing a collab. It could be great for some new content for your page to show a more editorial side to your work. So I'm telling her the value for her that I know that she doesn't have yet because I've stalked her. So to show a more editorial side to your work, if that's something you're interested in getting. And then I give a bit more detail. So the collab arrangement is we're all providing services slash products in exchange for the edited photos and tagging in on social media. And then I tell who the people, the other people are that are involved. And then I give some inspo pics so she knows what I'm looking for. And that was it really. And then she just, came back and was like, I'd absolutely love to collab with you. So yeah, perfect. That's pretty much the format that I would use for any kind of pitch. I just say who I am, what my business is. I say what I'm looking to do or what we are doing, what I like about that person. And this is why I'm asking them as opposed to anyone else, give a bit more detail about the actual collaboration 
give them um, sort of like a call to action, you know, like let me know if you're interested in being involved. Yep. That's it. And you say it's low key, but you've given her all the information there. Yeah. But you've said who you are, what you do immediately. So it's yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, you're in the bridal industry. I'm going to keep listening. <laughs> No, this is what you do. Yeah. Um, and you've given her photos. So you've given her enough information in that initial message to make a decision. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and when I say low key, I mean tone of voice, not the information. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You need yeah. to have information or people won't. Like, for example, I've had people approach me for jackets and they literally send me a one-liner like, hey, I'd love to collab on a jacket. So they haven't thought about it. They haven't told me what I would get out of it. Like yep. there's just nothing there. And I'm literally, even if it turned out to be the best thing ever, I'm kind of like, I don't, I'm already not interested because I don't like the way that you've given me nothing and put no effort into this. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's got to be what is the value for them. So I always call that the WIFM factor. What's in it for me? Oh, W-I-I-F-M. Yeah what's in it for me yeah. <laughs> so that that person can see immediately what the value is to them because whether we like it or not, we're all humans, quite selfish creatures and want to know what we're going to get out of this Definitely. before well, we get into well. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's absolutely fair enough. You should know what you're going to get out of it. If you're having to put your time and energy and, and money or whatever into it, like you yeah. can't ask for something for nothing. Like, yeah. And lay it on the line so they know exactly what it is. If you get yeah. vague, then it's just like people are just going to probably scroll past and just go, this is too hard. She hasn't really told me enough. Yes. And that's another big one that I like when people are asking me for advice, I'll get like a lot of people will send me their pictures before they send them. And I basically chop out three paragraphs because they get a bit waffly. And it's because people don't like asking for things that they'll be like, oh, like I thought maybe blah and I love this and oh, I really am passionate about it. I'm like cut that crap out just get to the point like yeah. be really specific say like one complimentary thing don't talk about yourself at all ever you only talking about them so back to the collab hub which is your <laughs> new little baby business can you share with us some of the types of collaborations that are coming out of the collab hub now how many months has it been up and running for officially just over two months it was the end of july so yeah september yeah pretty much yeah and there's been like quite a few collabs coming out of it so far so can you just give us an idea of some of the stuff that's coming out of it for listeners that are listening in yeah definitely so there's lots of things are happening that i actually am having a bit of trouble keeping up with <laughs> that's not a bad thing that's no it's so great like it took off way quicker than I was expecting. So that's awesome. Some of the key ones, and this is, you know, I think people are doing things that they've seen before. So we're probably seeing a fair bit of the same sort of stuff, but things that we need to do. So some of the most common ones are, you know, social media giveaways where one brand is looking to do a giveaway and they want to team up with a bunch of other brands to provide more products or even services in the giveaway. Uh, so that's always a great one for brand awareness. Photo shoots and content creation is probably the second biggest one that we're seeing. And, and this is because, you know, we're, we're all on Instagram, we're all on social media and everyone needs to have constant, fresh content. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and it's hard. Like, I'm sure all of you know, like, it's really hard. So that's where collaborations are awesome because none of us can probably afford to pay for photos all the time. So 
doing it a little bit yourself or collaborating with photographers is a pretty big big one that we're seeing through the Collab Hub at the moment and we'll continue to see for sure. Goodie bags for events is another one that's coming up a little bit. Guest blogging, you know, providing samples to give to customers as a complimentary thing when they purchase something is another one that's happened a couple of times. So, for example, one product-based business gives another, it could be product or service-based business, a few free samples of their product. So whenever that business gets a sale, they give a free sample with it as well. So that gets that product in front of, uh, like in the hands of a new potential customer, which is a really good one that I like. Makeup and hairstyling collaborations and just events, like lots of things about events and that sort of thing. So they're probably the main ones that we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, cool. I'm just about to release an event of my own that I'm collaborating on with a local photographer. So we're going to do a, a content creation day. It'll be capped at a certain amount of people, but we're going to go to this awesome Airbnb that is great for photo shoots so that the people that come will walk away with either photos of themselves or their products or them doing what they do. Cause you know, um, if it's say someone that does baked goods, there's a kitchen there where you could, you know, have your little cupcakes on the bench or something and pretend you've just baked them. Cause it's like a full Airbnb. Yeah. And everyone there will get the opportunity to have their mini photo shoot. And then we can sit around for the whole day and plan content. And I can be there to help them with, okay, here's a series of blogs that you want to create. You know, what's your strategy behind it? What are you doing with it? You know, what are you going to be your outbound links for it? You know, have you thought about getting a guest blog in the mix here or, you know, you're releasing a new product or a new service and come up with a strategy to market that. So it'd be a full day of content creation. So they walk away with the content created, but also with photos and photo content that they can use as well. And, you know, that was a great collaboration for both of us because we both get in front of each other's audiences that are the same type of client, but totally non-competing with each other because I am not a photographer. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) And I don't really want to be. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also like another great collaboration that I particularly love is the collaboration where you create a new product together. So I'm assuming like people will pay to attend this content creation day. Oh yeah. 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 So like you've created a whole new product together. Like I love those kinds of collaborations. Yeah, equal equal sale. Yeah, it's definitely a a a paid (laughs) collaboration because we have you know she has to be paid for the photos that she's going to edit and everything. But the value that they get from it because we've put ourselves together is they the clients that show up are going to get that value for way cheaper than if they paid me for a full day on their own or paid a photographer for hour or half hour that they use. Definitely. And it's also yeah. like you, your service will be related specifically to that content that was created. So it's, yeah. it's more valuable advice. It's more relevant. It's going to be more relevant advice that they get anyway, that if they got a random photographer and then went and saw a random social media consultant or something, it wouldn't align anyway. So love it. Yeah. 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 So in wrapping up, can you let everybody know that if they would love to connect with you or want to take a bit more of a look at the Collab Hub, how do they do that and where do they go? Mm-hmm. So probably, um, so we have a website, obviously, which is 
the CoLab Hub. So CoLab is C-O-L-L-A-B, hub.com.au. Instagram is probably where you'll find me most often and, and a lot more of what's happening currently. And that's just at the CoLab Hub. Anyone who's in and around Brisbane, we are having an event on November 3rd, so Sunday, November 3rd in Brisbane. So that's a social sort of networking event with a small group. We'd love you to come along and you can find out more info about that on the website or on Instagram as well. Am I allowed to say that I'm speaking at that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to even say that because I was just trying to get the information out. Yeah, no, and I'm and speaking at that. Speaking. Yay. Which I'm super excited. And another perfect example of how, you know, we've stayed connected over all this time and now we get to collaborate on this awesome event together yeah. in Brisbane, which I don't normally go to Brisbane for a lot of stuff because I live in northern New South Wales. So it'll... I'll be put in front of people I've never met before. So it's I'm super excited. Plus we get to hang out IRL. Yeah. It'll be awesome. I know. I like yeah. I don't think I've met anyone in real life who's going to be there. So I'm basically just pumped to come and hang out with everyone that I've yeah. known but don't know in real life yet. Yeah. So, and Same. that's kind of the the theme for the day really is is getting to meet people and connect with people in real life. So nothing too intense. Everyone, welcome to come down to that one. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the episode today, Nat. It's been a pleasure as always to chat to you. And I am 100% sure that everyone will have got some amazing value out of this for when they go to do their next collaborations. And if you want to be a part of um, Nat's bigger community, I cannot highly impress how amazing the collab hub is i signed up the first day she opened her membership so i can attest to the fact personally that it is a great place to be so thanks heaps nat thank you so much for having me it's so great to just talk about it all and like go through what's happened so far yeah cool thanks, thanks. thanks for listening to the social hub podcast you can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.